0: Oh speaking <laughs> anniversaries, happy anniversary to Mitch's Misfits. Yeah, um, eighteen. Eighteen They're legal now. Three we, we now. Three more years. Three more years. We gotta we can take uh we can take Mitch's Misfits to uh spread eagle now if we want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can we can we get into a big I don't know if the Golden Nugget is still open.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't haven't driven through there in a long time, but tech hockey guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 21 of season three of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom.
1: Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. I got my mouth cleared in time.
0: <laughs> and Matt Cavender. <laughs> go Huskies. Uh, this week, our special guest, Drew Evans, said to drop out at the last minute. Feel better, Drew. It'll just be the four of us tonight, but we've got plenty to go over with three games last week and stat being added to things. I kind of already said this, but we'll recap the NMU game last Tuesday, uh, review the St. Thomas series, preview this week's game with NMU briefly, since it'll be over before most of you even listen to this, and then we'll talk about winter carnival featuring Bowling Green this year uh, and then we'll also have there's a, probably a few nuggets from the Joe on Hour. Did anybody else get a chance to listen today? silence Sorry. yeah no Hello darkness. my old
1: friend. I hit the wrong button. I did actually. I did listen, but I was trying to unmute <laughs> all right
0: uh, and then we'll take some we'll do some deep dives with some instat stuff that we've been able to do already. So let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors and we'll come back and chat about last week's game.
2: Fibkey Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the hodag. Look online at fibkeydental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E, dental.com.
1: Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A Tech.net. You ready? Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are
3: falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall
1: guy. the poster said?
3: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it
1: out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
0: Welcome back. Uh, I lied. First thing we're going to do is celebrate our patrons. We had a hell of a couple weeks here between the big news with uh, Mel Pearson and the GLI stuff, getting another sponsor for Instat data, getting Instat itself finally set up. Um, So we've been trying to plug things. And I actually screwed up last week. We had uh, a new patron that I forgot to mention. That was Daniel Faber, who joined us at the gold level. And then uh, since then, we've had three other patrons sign up and two other patrons return. I think both of them have some like payment issue, like where the credit their their credit card number changed and they never went in and fixed it. So we got two guys back. So special thanks to Anthony Hoxie for signing up at the black level. Kevin Patelko, who I got to see this weekend, signing up at the black level and then Richard Hall and Dave Corpy for coming back to us at the black level. And then a very, very special thanks to AJ Donati for being our first ever silver level patron at $25 a month, which I just tweaked what that level does. So I've set that level up to be like, basically you'll get the audio version of the raw video of the podcast so if that's how you want to digest it versus having to go to YouTube, that basically it'll be commercial free. I haven't decided yet if it's going to be edit free or if it's going to be like the full episode and I just take the commercials out or what. And then uh, the other thing, the big one that you get is um, discounts on the authentic Jersey order. Um, so basically, uh because you're giving us so much money a month we'll we'll give you i think twenty twenty or twenty five dollars off each jersey you order. I have to do a little more math on where exactly that's going to sit, but something like that um so thank you again a j for doing that he He already told me that I don't need to rush to start publishing those those different audio files that I've committed to provide at that level. He just wants to support the everything and and pick that level, so we appreciate you. And since he went to that level, I've now created a cream level for somebody who wants to one-up him. It's $50 a month. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said there. I think I said you get to come on the podcast once a year. And I can't I can't remember what the other thing was that I added to that one. But yeah. So again, everything uh, is done from patreon.com slash guide. And I guess I kind of went over what each of the levels are, but the, the biggest change that we've had is the decision because we've gotten a sponsor for Instat and we've gotten two different guys to donate. And I suppose I should give a shout out to them. Um, Andy Bordeaux donated a hundred dollars to help with Instat. And then we got another donation for Instat and I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, Cause I don't have access to it yet because it's, because uh, Brandon still has the Tech Hockey Guide PayPal account. Um, I'll have We'll have to give him credit next week. I know he's on our Discord chat and he threw some money at the donate button on THG, and, and that's great. I'll get it eventually, but uh, uh, Brandon needs to figure out how exactly to uh, transfer that to me since I'm kind of in charge of all the money these days.
2: That's all fantastic, especially since Instat has not sent us an invoice yet, so right now we get to use it for free until they finally... Maybe they'll just give it to us. us
0: to it us for free for three months, and then finally ask us to pay when we're, when there's twelve months left. Like we maybe maybe yeah.
2: that's like the move. Maybe yeah, that's maybe. what they're trying to do. Maybe my Instat guy is just being really nice to us. But yeah, if I may make a suggestion for the cream level, you know, you said that they can come on the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. are you familiar with WWE's Money in the Bag? No. So basically, if you win Money in the Bag, you get to hold on to a suitcase, and then you get to. Uh, Challenge anybody for any belt that you want, as long as you bring the suitcase. Okay. So what I'm thinking is that at the cream level, they can come on the podcast and they can cash in like the money in the bag and decide what week they're going to be on. They so if they like the guest or something.
0: Oh, okay. And I don't <laughs> know about bumping the guest, but yeah. We well, can, no, not uh... not
2: bump the guest, but come on to discuss with the guest as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I got no problem with something like that. I mean I think six might be a little much, but we could make it work for $50 a month.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like, it's a, it, like you said, it's a once a year thing. So if they cash yeah. in the money in the bag once a year, it'd be kind of funny, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So the, the big thing that, that we kind of decided on because of all the donations and having an official sponsor for the Instat information is that uh, we're going to change it from being exclusively on patreon to being early access on patreon so every week we're gonna try and do it on monday it looks like it's good is it gonna be are we gonna have one this week or did what what's up with that
2: augie the guy who's doing the bulk of those uh was at saint thomas is still kind of recovering on his way home right now so we're hoping to get something this week but okay it's kind of dependent on his schedule i'm going to reach out gotcha. to him very soon
0: yeah, so, so we're trying to get that going here soon. The plan is to have a Monday or Tuesday drop, and having the Tuesday game doesn't really help anything with our normal schedules here, but uh, a Monday or Tuesday drop on an Instat exclusive on Patreon, and then a week later, so probably every Monday we will release it. On, well, the plan is, is whatever day... We're going to release this week's stuff on Patreon. We're going to release last week's stuff on the regular THG site so that we can plug the Patreon side each week. Um, So you'll get to see that stuff, but it'll be like a week late. And depending on the kind of deep dive, it may or not be a big deal to you that it's a week late. Because a lot of it, I think, is going to be... uh, Some of it's going to be last week. Some of it's going to be more like season reviews or comparisons. And some of it, too, is going to be stuff that we might not quite have figured out until next season. Because <laughs> we've got to get some some scrapers figured out to try and collect all this data so we can analyze it easily. So I'm not sitting here looking at every shot myself and calculating expected goals. But we'll talk yeah. about that a little later.
2: As with anything new, it's going to have some bumps in its rollout. But I think as, as a general thing, if if you enjoyed... Uh, the shot charts and of season preview le- or series preview last week then you're probably going to very much enjoy what we're going to be rolling out with the insta deep dives
0: yeah that's just that's the tip of the iceberg yes really i mean that's that's the simple stuff we can do i mean i've i've sent some uh like if you want to see some of the stuff we've been looking into you can join our discord uh, which I think there's a button on the THG website. Otherwise, we'll put it in the liner notes this week to join up there where I've been telling everybody what what I've been doing, where I've been looking at the shot charts. And, uh, and every shot attempted in the game is, is given an expected goals value. And I've been going through and calculating those. I did it for the – basically for every game that NMU or Tech has been in since last Tuesday, I have it done. Which is five games total, but it takes some time to go through and type in every value, especially when Tech gets, uh, you know, 52 shots on goal and 10 more missed shots in in a single game, like they did last Tuesday. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about last Tuesday. Pretty easy win for Tech, I guess. It took some time, right? It was they pulled away at the end, but it wasn't. I don't think it was really a uncomfortable game. I guess. Kind of forgetting it. It was a while ago now. It feels like.
2: <laughs> I mean, that was what I what I was going what I hoped the rest of the weekend looked like because I it was tough for me to poke any holes and uh, aside from the one defensive lapse that led to the goal, it was tough for me to poke many holes in the way the Huskies played and executed that game. If we beat Nor- if we play Northern like that every game, that's a successful season to me. But yeah, that's I I it was, it was fun to watch. Put up a bunch of goals, get to take advantage of Northern's terrible goalie situation. That's only getting worse. It was it was a fun fun Tuesday hockey game. For if you're asking me,
0: yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Like it wasn't wasn't too bad.
1: Yeah, it was one of those games where you know you, you're always a little nervous. I think going in, at least personally as a fan, going into the Northern series is exciting, but it's a little nerve wracking too, right? You don't know if it's uh gonna be a good series or if it's gonna be ones where the cats you know show up and it gets ugly who knows right but they took care of business so hopefully that's what they can do tomorrow too yeah and it's interesting you know matt mentioned their goalie trouble this is the second year in a row they've had it right dean mateo came in because of trouble if i remember right didn't he well
0: it wasn't injury trouble it was just they were none of them were playing well so he is just that what it was like yeah it was last year yeah right? let, yeah, yeah.
2: You got DiMatteo came in, like, halfway through the year, yeah. like, straight from juniors in Texas and, like, was playing very well at that point. But he's experienced, obviously, a pretty big drop-off this year. He's still a clear number one on that team, but on most teams in the CCHA team, uh, they would uh not be considering him for that starting position. But he went down. Um, it sounds like Glockner went down against Bemidji State. And now they're... Uh, they're in a bind. They got to play Nolan Kent, who looked bad for the rest of that Bemidji game. And they just – they brought up a, uh, a kid from their club team. His name is Brayden Golasek, if I do believe so. And the highest level of hockey he played before club at NMU was he was a senior on their JV team <laughs> for Marquette High School. So – He's not gonna see the ice. Let's make that clear. Unless something catastrophic happens to count, He's not gonna see the ice. Yeah, like even, even weird prospects that come into the league, you'll see them at least have like something put down in their junior league and like elite prospects or hockey DB. But this kid's got nothing. There's only like Wisconsin Prep Hockey.net has a out-of-state profile on him in which he played three minutes of one game. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to see the ice but just the fact that Northern's desperate enough to get this kid a jersey and have him open the door is saying something. It's not good.
0: So, we played NMU Tuesday, we pretty much dominated. Um the thing from from Instat, the expected goals for that game were were Relatively close. Michigan Tech was expected to score 4.59 goals. NMU was expected to score 1.99. Um, so we got pretty close to the actual score. But it looks like, course, if you were asking Joe, it looks like it would be, like three of Tech's goals would not be considered scoring chances if they didn't go in, but Joe would count them. And then it's one, two, so that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, 13. 16 scoring chances to, I know this makes great podcasting as I count, right? Five, six, seven. So according to Joe, we're right on target. We, had, we allowed seven scoring chances and gave up one goal. That's exactly what he wants Peter to do. So we might as well get right into the series that we have some differing opinions on. We played St. Thomas this weekend in Mendota Heights. I ended up going to both games. My daughter had a blast, especially Saturday night, getting to uh, give the players high fives as they came off the ice after the second and after the end of the game. Uh, she had to get in on that. And then we apparently sat Saturday night for the third period, second half, probably half the game. We sat. Uh, right underneath Dirk. So that cheering you hear at the end of the game was me probably <laughs> from his microphone right there. And then uh, uh, we sat right behind uh, Trenton bliss's girlfriend. Cause she was asking my daughter who her favorite player was. And my daughter got all clammy and didn't know. And she's like, daddy, who's your favorite player again? And I told her number 17. Missyak. And then she asked, she wouldn't tell her, but she went and asked the girl who her favorite player was. And that's when she told us she was dating Trenton bliss. And, and, uh, if Trenton's listening, I could tell that she felt obligated to say that he was her favorite player. Not that he actually is. (laughs) But oh, uh, I, that was quite the moment. That's just mean. I... That's just mean to say. <laughs> I love that. But Well, let's see if that ever gets back to the player. That, that'd that be funny, right? If we actually hear that. Yeah, it'd be that. interesting to hear. Um... Home wrecker. <laughs> oh,
2: God. <laughs> but, yeah, let's get into the meat of the series. That's the unfortunate yeah. bit of it. Because... So,
0: yeah, Friday night uh, did not turn out the way any of us wanted it to, thought it would. Even what going into the third period, you didn't think it would turn out that way. Um, You have a two goal lead in the third period. And once again, St. Thomas finds a way very differently to uh, make a comeback. But you know, two minutes into the third period. Well, first off, let's start with this no goals in the first period, which was frustrating to watch because it wasn't, there wasn't much happening. I think shots were what four to three in favor of tech for a whole period against a team like St. Thomas. That's that's frustrating. And I don't know if I can do that right now. But Dustin, you called it embarrassing. Yep. In the slide I, chat. Yep. And I still
3: and, and I didn't argue with you guys because I figured we could argue on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. I figured that was uh, there's nothing wrong with, with that saving the arguing for this. Um, well, yeah. there's a
2: whole lot of arguing on the situation I think Dustin's correct it's just a matter um, of yeah, where yeah, he takes I mean, this that. now you know
3: <laughs> my point is a it if you're if you're a top 10 team in fairwise, it's embarrassing to lose to the worst team in college hockey
0: it is I I think that's have, why I, 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 yeah no I, it's, and it wasn't, no, we, it didn't wasn't I mean, lot, we didn't lose we didn't lose but yeah to tie yeah, yeah. But no, if, and, if the, and, and there's I mean, no doubt that it's painful because it felt like a loss, right? Yeah, <laughs> and there's no doubt that it's it's tying or winning in overtime to Saint Thomas twice out of four times might come back to bite us in the pairwise, either from a ranking standpoint as far as like where we sit at the end, oh, it it's or going whether to. or not we actually get it's like. I don't, but I mean, like, I'm saying, like, I'm not. I'm saying, like it's it's one of two things either these two games are the reason we don't make the tournament because you know there's no guarantee that we're going to go on a roll here and win other games but like the whole point of it is like you're like like we said i don't know what it is now but you turn those those two games to wins in regulation and at one point that put us all the way up at fifth in the pairwise i don't know what it does today but um so it's, either, the, so it's either going to knock us out.
1: From, I swapped it from tie to win, and we're in sixth. If we win, both just of them. both of them. If, oh, just oh, no, just this weekend. Just, just this weekend. Just this one. Okay. Yep. If I, uh, I'll swap both them here for the heck of it too. We'll see what, yeah, what, yeah, uh, what was,
3: It was. What it Cubs was says. a huge swing in RPI.
0: Yeah. In well the, the the problem is that St. Thomas is so bad that not winning hurts you more than losing other games.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: And
2: I think that's the frustrating bit of it because we can't discount the fatigue factor that Tech is going through right now. They're not used to playing this kind of a marathon stretch of games, especially with a, with a Tuesday peppered in there. Like they, we, this, this February is a big ask of the team. And like I said at the beginning of this, I could just as easily see Tech sweeping the month as I could seeing them dropping every game in the month. So this yeah. is definitely not the series that I pictured us having a problem with. But to me, the story of the weekend, especially Friday, was we have we we ran into the problem where Tech was tired, the passes weren't as crisp, they just didn't seem as on. And the other side of that that I don't think fans are giving enough credit for is St. Thomas probably played their best hockey the entire season both nights.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll give St. Thomas
0: credit. I mean, I haven't watched a, enough of them to see that, but yeah, like it um
2: their most complete best hockey that I've seen because like usually what happens in a St. Thomas game is they'll show glimpses of you know I the don't... brilliance and the and the culture that's going to come across like we talked about last week, but then they just hit that wall and that's when the wheels fall off, but the wheels stayed on the vehicle a lot longer than uh we would have liked to this weekend.
0: Yeah, but like I, I think you can say that about Friday, but I don't I don't really agree Saturday. I mean, especially when you look at the the expected goals, St. Thomas was didn't have a quality scoring chance on Saturday night. Right. According but to tech, expected goals. But
3: yeah, and it was a closer game than we probably would have wanted, but it was a win. So, yeah. It's a shutout win of that, yeah. You, I mean, you can't if they shut out win, uh, yeah, you can't really complain too much about a shutout win.
0: No. No, no, but I'm saying, like, he said they played their two best games of the year, and I, I don't, I am, I have to assume that they had better games than a game where they didn't have a quality scoring chance in the whole game.
2: On the defensive end of the puck, I'm not as sure, because the way that they were just sacrificing the body to block shots in the second game was yeah. something to behold. So on the offensive side of the puck, I'll agree with you, it was not their best offensive game, yeah. but that's one of the better defensive games I've seen played against tech the whole season. And that's
0: especially on the power or penalty kill, right?
2: Yeah. And that's, yes, exactly. And that's one of the things that made me laugh in the discord. It was just like, oh man, like, uh, you know, I hope Northern's taking notes. It was like, if Northern's taking notes, there's nothing they can do. Their team doesn't play this way. (laughs) Unless their team suddenly wants to get a goaltender that's playing out of their mind, which obviously isn't happening this week. Or if they want to, or they want to like, you spend the whole weekend on team defense. I'm not as worried not about happening. the
0: Northern game because Tech and Northern have both had to play extra games. The The problem is, is Tech had to play the extra games that St. Thomas didn't, and then Tech's going to have to play the extra games that Bowling Green doesn't. That's the, yep. the problem in this. But at the same token, they're 20-year-old college kids, and it's still only three games a week. Uh, like, If it's going to come into play, it's probably going to come into play Saturday against Bowling Green because that's an early start because it's carnival, right? Isn't it like 5 o'clock, like it's always, or whatever, yeah, yeah, like it's always it as as well. As well. Yeah. instead of 6, it so I it's, even another, it it's even another hour earlier than our new current schedule, um, which kind of yeah, did annoy me the, that St. Thomas didn't the, do that. I see Matt looking at oh me sh- all confused.
1: The second game of carnival is always the, oh, shit, it's carnival weekend when you're not up there, and you have to, you know, forget that you've, not started the game on time
0: yeah because it gets done earlier so that the, the the gala or whatever can happen torchlight parade, yeah. as well
2: yeah okay. it was really nice when i had my uh my lakeshore apartment so i didn't even have to go to it i just like opened up my window and bam there it was i could just watch the whole torchlight parade and the fireworks <laughs> from my bed
0: yeah and listen to the snowmobiles right yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> it was a wonderful apartment for
2: certain things but for going to bed and waking up it was not (laughs) all
0: right but yeah like i guess i get go ahead dustin yeah i i
3: want to we touched a little bit on pairwise and i just want to mention a few of the numbers that i did some digging on last week that we had we chatted about in in our you know internal chat because i think they're kind of telling for where tech is at and kind of gives people a frame of reference of when you're looking at the pairwise rankings what you should be looking for and then how that relates to the game this weekend the the tie against st thomas before this weekend so friday morning tech had an rpi number 0.5750 or 4.5748 i think so just okay. under 50 and if you do a historic deep dive into what RPI number you need to have to get each ranking or each seed in the NCAA tournament, since they switched to this, this pairwise um, whatever uh, calculation, so it's like from 2014 until 2020, wh- what you get is if, if tech were to maintain that exact same pairwise, their exact same RPI, number through the end of the season the lowest ranking that anybody has ever had with the, that pairwise is 6 in the country so all you need to do is maintain that number
0: which is hard to do
3: it's hard schedule. to do and it, but it's hard to do at the end of the season yeah.
0: especially just... when
3: you get into tournaments when at, at in tournaments everybody's losing except for one team
0: Yep, and you you've take, got the other the other issue you've got, the other big issue that Michigan Tech has right now, is that they have not played Bowling Green yet. So Bowling Green's opponents opponents have not come into their calculation yet, and I don't know exactly wh- how much effect that will have. I think uh, but, I did but,
3: a, I did that opponent opponent deep dive, and I don't I don't think it's going to have much effect because. Okay. If I remember right, Bowling Green's opponents' opponents have—I mean, it's a huge overlap over you know, our opponents' opponents and everybody else's opponents' yeah. opponents. It's, okay,
0: well, we'll see what happens. But it—it it is interesting that they're not in there yet, so that—that that does have an mm-hmm. impact. That it's hard to see at this point because I thought when I did before this weekend and before the first game again, or maybe it was after the first game against Northern, but sometime last week I went through the pairwise and I put in us winning every game except for the Minnesota state series splitting that series and then, uh, and came up with the number. And then I went through and gave tech one loss against each of our opponents. We had left not counting Minnesota state and the, and the loss that hurt us the most was somehow a loss to Bowling green, which did not make sense to me, but I assume it had something to do with the, the opponents opponents of Bowling green, not being in there yet so i don't know what and i mm. we can we can go redo that because it surprised me that it wasn't st thomas but the other thing it could be is that uh the bowling green being 500 against bowling green hurt us more than being 3 and 1 against st thomas does overall kind of thing so that was an interesting thing but yes it's it's frustrating i mean when you look at um friday nights Uh, situation the result can be embarrassing as you say Dustin but I don't know how you can say the like I know Joe complained about the effort from certain players and talked about having a short bench and made it sound like if it was a home game they would have made more than two changes on Saturday but he only had two players. And, a, you know, in retrospect, I'm very happy that they, they traveled a the full party because I'm not sure they do that for every game uh, because it's it's an odd number of players to travel and all that. But yep. I'm happy he did because I did feel like Datama did well. I did feel like Bronte brought something. Uh, it, was, it was a fun game to watch Saturday. It was a little bit, you know, too close for comfort. Especially like like the highlight of Saturday night, like the the moment that was the most nerve wracking for me was Saint Thomas's one shot on goal in the second period. Literally the only shot they got on goal the entire second period got deflected. Like it was a shot from the from the blue line. It got deflected. I'm pretty sure it was deflected by a tech player. Like it hit like the his stick somewhere and i was in perfect line with my seat to watch the puck hit the tech player tick up just enough that blake was raising his blocker to hit it initially and just had to keep going to get it barely to have it glance up over him and i watched the whole puck it was like straight line away from me it was like the weirdest thing getting to watch it in slow motion like that's what it felt like watching it live from my seat in the arena and like knowing that if Blake couldn't get his arm up high enough it was going in over his shoulder. Well, and if you he don't like did.
2: that. You don't like St. Thomas hockey because <laughs> that's how they ended up scoring like they, this has happened several times where their only goal of the period will go right in on that bomb drive in McKay. So it's mean, yeah. just how it ends up working out for them. Speaking I of mean, that, that McKay. To...
0: I can't wait to do expected goals for Minnesota state and see <laughs> how the expected goals compared to his goals allowed. And that'll tell us a lot about how good he really is. Yeah. Uh, I'm
2: obviously joking. He's, put I know you to are. Rest. He's put me to rest when I always got to put that piece in there. <laughs> yep.
3: Newsflash. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's,
2: he's starting to make and a case for being an all-time college hockey player and a very strong one at that.
3: It's kind of getting down to be like him and Ryan Miller, right? And that's like, (laughs) that's
2: pretty much like.
3: So, I mean, and historically in pairwise, there's a huge jump between the seventh and the ninth place teams, seventh and eighth place teams in pairwise. Like it's not a, it's not a linear line, right? Yeah, there's start, a lot they, of
0: regression to like five, fifty five hundred,
3: right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, they bunch up towards the bubble, which makes it interesting, but also, if you get yourself up higher in the pairwise, you're protected. There's a long ways you need to tr- to drop your your rating before you're you're hurt, and and we're still a long ways away from that line. We've got we can... we've got a good two hundred point cushion between us and the, the bubble right now. Yeah. So in theory, yeah, it sucks that we lost to St. Thomas, but
1: we're still good. And we probably could absorb a loss to Ferris too. I'm I'm just going to do that right now out of curiosity.
0: So, well, so, so if you take old. a
1: look
3: so if you take a look at where the red line on there, and we'll I guess we'll have to throw this in the, the liner notes. The red line on there is where, as of recording today, that's where our pairwise number is. And you can see we're right at the precipice of that big drop from seven to eight. And I'm going off the, the orange line, which is that's the, the highest RPI that any team to get that seat has ever had.
0: And so you t- see so how far back did you, oh, 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Because that's
3: the, that's when the tuck line went away.
0: Gotcha. So it's basically the current. Well, we also have the change with the ties and all that stuff, but that's different. So that's fine. Yep. But yeah, so the tuck, we switched from the tuck to to uh, quality win bonus.
3: So what this say, what's what this is saying is, and this is kind of the break point that I care about most between eight and nine. That's you know, that's beginning being the home team. That's a one or two seed, right? Yeah, that's the difference between being a you know one or two seed or a three and four seed. Because we and, want
0: so that gives us last change in the first game if we stay exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that that line between
3: between eight and nine is key, and you can see eight and nine are very close. And looking at the orange line, if you look at the eighth seed, no team has ever gotten worse than an eighth seed with a pairwise ranking of just under fifty six hundred.
1: Yeah, but and I did that's a, drop a key in, point right there. I did drop in a game to Ferris and the Calc, and that puts us at fifty six oh eight.
0: yeah, is that all you have? Is what? What else did you put in there?
1: All I did. I just changed one game. So, she just so added a lost affairs. Okay.
0: Yeah, so that's a obviously key breakpoint there. That's not
1: that accurate. Yeah. yeah. And obviously
3: we could have outliers. We could have an outlier year, right? You know, yeah. this year maybe the 8 seed goes above that line, but it's not going to be far above that line.
0: Part of our problem for tech which is why I think playoff status has us so low is granted the Saint Thomas series are gone now, but if you if you look at uh our pairwise at the end of the day Friday and their pairwise at the end of the day, Saturday, it didn't change, right? I don't think it changed hardly at all because that game. The wins like, don't count. The wins don't count. So we don't improve our RPI by beating anybody or beating St. Thomas. All it does is hurt us that we didn't beat them Friday. And the same kind of thing is likely against Fair State. So you have two more games. Likely we have four games left on our schedule that all they can do is hurt us in pairwise.
3: Yeah it would be really nice if Ferris could win a few games not against us. Yeah, it would be really nice so. if Ferris could
0: like win out not against us and find a way to finish 6th so we can play yeah. like I want to win a share of the McNaughton Cup but I do not want to finish first cuz first off I don't want to have to play St. Thomas again. Uh and then second off I don't really want to play St. Thomas or Ferris again because they hurt us too much in the pairwise. If we drop a game in that playoffs to them and then we don't get the chance to um, beat a decent team twice in the following round, like we would in previous years in the CC or in the WCHA rules. But yeah, you you guys that pay for the ten dollar a month feature get to this nice video to actually see uh, Dustin's chart here while we're uh, talking. But we'll definitely throw that up on uh, liner notes and maybe even you know tweet it out tomorrow as a little bit of a preview. And you can um, and you
3: can see there that the, the current RPI and, and I just quickly did this. So that current RPI is actually that's that's before last weekend's games. So that's not okay. completely accurate. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a new one here before to put in the liner notes before we okay publish it. But you can see how that's higher than the current uh, line for the, the maximum. But that's just because as the season gets towards the end, that everybody's RPI is generally gonna go down. Yeah, that's just natural. So you're going to see that line start to trend down towards the 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 average I think over the next 3-4 weeks.
0: Yeah, and and you know, a lot of the reason that you're you're going to see that is cuz all of your RPI now you know, like 90% of it is dependent on your win percentage because you're the rest of it is is all pretty much the same cuz you're playing conference opponents for the most part. Um, I know there's some random series for Alaska and and, uh, Long Island and Arizona State. They still try and play somebody, but they try and save a lot of the games against each other for this time of year because it's harder to get dates against the conferences. Because after Carnival weekend, we will be even with everybody else in the conference and games played finally. We won't have any games in hand anymore. So we'll finally be caught up on that. And then, you know, we'll be, everybody will be playing their way out the rest of the season. So you basically start seeing regression because you're, you're playing conference opponents um, and, and your, your opponents and opponents' opponents' part doesn't really change anymore. So it's all about whether or not you can maintain your win percentage and win a bunch. And this time of year, it's a lot harder to get a sweep in general especially for like the, all the teams in the the nchc if they're not playing those non-conference games anymore they're very likely they're going to be a split almost every weekend so your your win percentage is regressing to 500 and that's just how it kind of goes this time of year for a lot of time a lot of things so, yeah, I guess we got Northern on Tuesday. I'm kind of excited to to have that game to watch tomorrow afternoon after we record you know after we're done recording here.
1: um it's we've been talked a, fantastic a little bit about the- sportsing just like two weeks <laughs> yeah uh, I, yeah u s men's national team games, hockey games and national team games and hockey games it's uh it's been nice.
2: I get to watch hockey starting at eight o'clock in the morning thanks to the Olympics. That's just right. fantastic. I wake up, get ready for work, turn on the TV next to me, watch the women's games. Soon to be the men's games. I'm on the Germany bandwagon for Olympics this year because they finally have a decent shot to medal with the NHL not participating. And I, <laughs> I love seeing Germany like put their foot down and say like we're a real hockey nation. Like they seem to be have been doing in the past, you know, uh, five years or so. So, I'm, I, I'm, I'm all on the Germany bandwagon, hoping to see them do well this year. But yeah, definitely some cool sports going on. It's not, actually yeah. kind of, as much as it sucks for the kids, I like having a game in
0: the middle of the week. But, I don't know how much it sucks for the kids. Like, you know, it's, it's closer to pros. I don't, you know, I mean, Joe has played. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the lineup looks like tomorrow because he has played. He has dressed the first two games, he dressed the same players on two like basically the last four games before Saturday, he dressed the same lineup, right? The whole series before the Northern game, he dressed the uh the same players as he dressed for Northern in the first game against St. Thomas. And then the second against St. Uh, second game against St. Thomas, he dressed Bronte and, and Datama. So it'll be interesting to see if he makes more changes for tomorrow or Or sticks with that lineup that that one on saturday i don't know that'll that'll probably be the most interesting thing to me is to see how much the lineup changes with that and then you go into carnival with a little bit different lineup too what would
3: what what would you do
0: because i have an opinion on that like what would i do well i i I, I don't know who else i'd have to look and see like who didn't play that has even played because i don't I don't think it's the place to play um, Petterson and the other guys that could red shirt either. Right. Like, well, I
3: think you need, I think you, you need to take advantage of the depth that, that the team has to try to give some of the guys that are more fatigued, a little bit of a rest when you get a chance.
0: I agree, but it all depends on what, uh, how those players are really feeling. I don't, you know, Like I said, they're still college kids. I don't know how much they're they're hurting. You know,
2: all all I all I
3: heard the entire game Friday night from Dirk was the the Huskies are fatigued. The Huskies are tired out there. They they, you can tell that it's you know that they're tired, and it was just I wasn't watching it, but yeah, I know I know he said that a lot, but
0: it didn't. I don't know, Rob. Did he talk about that at all on the show today? I listened, but I don't didn't think there process. was much
1: talk of that. Okay. No, there wasn't much talk of that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like you've got Corsha, Bronte, Doctor, Datama.
1: Datama, I thought, played well, so seeing him in was good.
0: Yeah, I'm not I would not be surprised to see Datama again. I would not be surprised to see Bronte and Corsha. You could get Grant. Yeah, I Doctor in. Also Grant earned.
3: Doctors played in six games. You could get him in.
2: You guys think that we see the long-awaited but... debut of Jed Pietila?
0: No, God no. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if you'll see Doctor because Datama did well, and I don't think Joe. Unless Doctor is the extra skater, I don't see him benching any of the other five defensemen. Right, like I. Sawyer, Thorne, but it's Buckley. Not It's if you,
3: if, 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 if you, but if I don't, okay, but I SPK. don't
0: see, but I don't see Joe taking out one of those five guys. I could see him giving Datama more even minutes and not putting 25 minutes on anybody. But I don't, I don't see Joe dressing two guys that like, you, you know what I mean? I don't yeah, I, I don't know, see him I, I don't see mean, him putting but... himself down to four guys that he knows he can count on every night. I think I think the D are what they are, and it's more a matter of how much time Datama gets. I could see him dressing Doctor as the seventh defenseman.
3: Well, I personally think that, that extra skater is more important as as a forward when you're I, I think. If you're fatigued, I think that extra skater is better used as a forward personally. But he,
0: but he hasn't used them, I guess, because you can just spot a use him to spot a guy on a shift. Um, yeah, like, and I. But usually that, like, I mean, Crespi's had games where he's played like six minutes as that guy. Like, wh- how how is that really that helpful?
3: But you, that's in a situation when he doesn't need to. Play more than that in this situation, you you might need to get that much more time out of that,
0: yeah. But I think that's more a matter of uh, Joe, like, Joe's got to roll four lines on Tuesday, right? Yeah, definitely. I,
3: I, I he can't, he couldn't
0: shorten the bench, so he's got to find the 12 guys he's comfortable with. And so the the question becomes, is he comfortable with the 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 12 guys or does he feel like there's a couple question marks and he needs that 13th guy or does he want the seventh guy because i i can see doctor being the seventh guy and and trying to get some of these guys closer to 17 minutes instead of 23 in a game and now we actually have our our time on ice stats with with uh in stat too um i didn't get a chance to look at it but it's nice that we have that stuff now too um but I don't see, I don't know. It'll be really interesting. I guess with the, I mean, you got to beat Northern. So it's that double-edged sword of trying to figure out who needs rest, but you still got to dress a good enough team to win. Right.
3: Yeah. You can't sacrifice a chance to win, but at the same time just throwing fatigue guys out there, give you a worse chance to win than throwing a fresh guy. That's maybe not as skilled or you know that's, but I guess that's why Joe gets paid the big bucks to try to balance that.
0: Yeah, right. But you're talking about Sawyer's averaging 23 minutes over the last five games, which is basically since – that is since this lots of games in a short amount of time started. We played five games over that period. So Sawyer's that's at big, 23 minutes. Carroll's at 22 minutes. Thorne is at 22, 21 and a half minutes. Buckley's at 20 minutes. Goats is at seventeen and life is at sixteen, and then Datama had eight minutes, I guess. Um,
3: it, that that can be deceiving with with defensemen too, because yeah. a lot of I mean, it, depending on how a defenseman plays hockey, you can really put up a lot of minutes and conserve your energy and and just play you know very sound positioning and still be yeah, very and effective. only and
0: only get involved in the play like two three times a game and just right. yeah like you need like to... that uh that girl from Red Wing that played the whole game and just went <laughs> back on defense when she needed a break yeah yeah
3: yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so i mean th- there are definitely like if you look at some of the best defensemen ever that you know there's guys that put up huge minutes but you know they can put up huge minutes because they play such a smart game as opposed wow. to that extreme physical game
0: yeah so bliss is at 17 and a half Hallinan's at 16 and a half. So is Cateros. So is Bretzman, Misiak, and then Logan Piedla is at 15. Ashbrook, Parentino, and Mosley are at like, uh, oh, Ashbrook and Parentino are at 14 and a half. Mosley's at 14. Ganey at 11. Bronte at 10. Soretsky at nine and a half. Uh, Nardella at seven and a half, and then Crespi had six minutes. And that, that's, I don't know what the answer is there. I, I think it's just a matter of Joe finding more time to count on, like, it, kind of shocking to me that is that far down in minutes, honestly.
3: It seems like he's everywhere. When when you listen to Dirk, it's Perrottino, this Peratino that. Rob, did you ever figure
0: out who would win the tiebreaker if we won out and took I four points? I didn't
1: I didn't look at the tiebreaker. Okay. I forget we need it's 5, not, right? 5 it's and a 1. Five. it has to go, We have to win in a shootout to or overtime, yeah. Yeah, shootout or overtime to or a sweep. Tie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm hoping Bemidji can win a game this weekend and make it a little more interesting. But then we've got a lot of work to do too. Yeah. That's but... it's, it's part of the fun of having they don't this play many games this in weekend. hand. Bemidji doesn't weekend?
3: play this. Yeah, they don't play this weekend.
1: Yeah, well, no, when they play. They, yeah. That's the last series Minnesota State they're has. On. Okay, in, yeah. 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 Yeah, they, they, they play Bemidji and, and us. That's all they have left. Yeah. Right, so they they don't have – they've only got four games total before before regular season is done. So, yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting to see uh, see a win in that space, but who knows what will happen there. Yeah. Because it'll definitely make it more interesting if Minnesota State comes in a little bit closer. But we have to win a lot of games. Like it is the only way to get the McNaughton. If if Minnesota State sweeps Bemidji, is we win all of the games we have left, and and, I'm generally and lose optimistic, one point to Minnesota State. Correct. Well, I'm generally optimistic. I am, uh, I don't that's, see that. happening. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I mean, if we had to predict all the rest of the year. Just off the top of our heads right now, uh, I see a split with I see a split with Bowling Green coming. Hopefully, beating Ferris in, in Northern, and we're going going into the series with Mankato. With unless they split, we don't have a chance getting first place. I also really want
3: to talk about how stupid the new logo is.
2: <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to do it. Let's do that yes. real quick because okay. I think Ryan actually put it really well. It just just in the title, putting you know a, a uh, an oval into a into a silver you know or into a circular slot. Jeez, I cannot talk right now, but that was pretty much how I felt about it. And we t- we had some discussion about just how dumb text branding guides are. Like, not everything it needs to say Michigan Tech. If that like thousands of dollar rebrand that we paid for was worth a damn then one of those logos should be able to sit by itself and be iconic enough for you to know what it is it should have just been the oval dog on the front of a jersey and it still would have been a little underwhelming but it would have been underwhelming and i would have gone on with my day and not just been mad about it
0: well and i have zero problem with tech where where the hell dustin you put what what chat did you put that pyramid in
3: uh, that I was put the Matt that did that. Yeah, yeah I put so, the pyramid in that chat.
0: I have zero problem with like the number seven. Oh, now I gotta go like, look at my phone. I got—I don't know what number or seven or like is. Well, Basically, the Michigan Tech yellow word mark, right? I have no problem with Michigan Tech feeling like they have to put that where like the hundredth anniversary patch is on the creams. Or 100. like where
2: they put the Michigan Tech logo on the gold, like whatever, that's fine
0: there. What's on the? I don't know where. they Like on the,
2: on the back where the where the, the back uh, of the neck,
0: right? Back like of the neck. They have above of, the nameplate. Yep. Yes,
2: exactly.
0: Yep. I have no that's problem with it. them putting putting like five, six, or seven there. Any of like the word marks that say Michigan Tech or Michigan Tech Huskies. I don't have a problem with that, or. I, I, I would like it to just say Michigan Tech in the yellow, like, number... What is that? Eight? I can't read that number. Yeah. Number eight, but without the oval dog? Yeah, that uh, would look sharp. I think that's fine to put that on the neckline above the nameplate. But I don't I don't understand three and four. Like, they don't... Like, I, I think they're fine for other things, but they don't belong on a jersey, and neither does the oval dog inside a michigan tech University, or mich does it say michigan tech
2: yeah it says i think it says michigan tech and then university on the bottom and it see my problem like a, yeah yeah i see my problem with all those logos the uh the uh the circle huskies logo that's already part of the uh brand guide the one that's got the up in it and the one that's on the jersey now is that those circle logos i think they look fantastic on a hat yeah and they look great on a sweatshirt Shoulder patches are, I find, yeah. yeah, as the yeah. primary crest, I think it looks like dog shit.
0: <laughs> and, and I, okay, so Dustin, I know you don't like the jersey, I know none of us really like the jersey, but so what is so the reason I
3: don't like the jersey is because I, I despise the new logo. I you think you don't like the oval, so how,
0: so how dumb. So, so what do you give that jersey right now? You give it an F
3: f yes that's an f
0: so what do you give that jersey if it doesn't have the circular part on it and everything else is the same a d a d that's be- the best see, i can I, do
1: i don't mind the dog i think this dog is way better than piano dog. i, I, I that, give but...
0: it a i give it a b i think if it doesn't have that circle on it but it's totally I, an f with the circle because it, it doesn't do fix it doesn't make sense
1: if you ask me, is take the dog, make it a little bit bigger, and put Michigan Tech in letters around it, but it doesn't follow any of these standards, if you will, right? Yeah, but nothing. But like does. the old like blacks, yeah, the a, old blacks we had that said Michigan Tech with a number in the middle, like the first redo of the blacks under mouth. Yeah, you know the the ones that you replace that like number with the
0: was. with the oval dog, and it's fine, which yeah. is what I said. I think hmm? I think you do exactly. something like that, and it's like it's not yeah, like as big and better. overpowering. Like I'm fine with that, but I do I have a feeling that. Unlike Mel, Joe is getting pushed to follow these rules. I think since it's on
3: the rules, I think they should just have a black jersey with a, an outline of the UP on the front. A huge outline of the UP. That's on. The, that's on the thing. It's here, right there.
2: Just well, that's a tertiary logo, that can't be a standalone logo. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I. I. If we could have the tertiary logo standing alone, then we could hell, have the hell. The old honestly, on the front.
0: I would have been happier with the jersey being the fucking primary signature one on the front than what they did.
2: I I agree with that. And see I would be happy
0: if it if it literally said that. Or I mean I think the best one's probably the number two if you have to do one of the primary or secondary on a jersey.
2: And see, I right. know that I sit in this weird spot where Piano Dog is my favorite tech logo of all time. Oh, so at this, gonna, point, I'm
1: with you. You don't. I'm with you. There's a lot of you, like I guess, but, and they are wrong. but we acknowledge any, that. Anyway, so putting, putting, on putting putting podcast. That, putting
2: that to the side. <laughs> as much as I don't like the rebrand and I think the new dog is generic, I've accepted it as part of the team that I love. So I am over it. I am not happy about it, but I accept it. So
1: what you're saying it's, is you, you understand but, how the rest of us feel about stupid, shitty overtime. No,
2: the re- that's the, the, that that logic should be applied the opposite way it should be oh this is a new thing that i don't like but i guess i have to accept it. that should be I the accept line of logic but,
1: a thing that doesn't mean i like it i'm right there I'm, that's your logic toward the new dog i accept anyway, overtime that's, a this thing. is not the this
2: is not the point i was trying to make is it's that <laughs> that i can i can get over the new dog being on the jersey what i can't get over is that we've thrown out like I'm I'm not a graphic designer by trade, but we've thrown out basically every like principle of graphic design to try to make this jersey work with a new logo. Yeah, the only thing that would have been worse is if have.
0: somehow the 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 jersey had multiple fonts on it. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, and that's something tech has done and isn't afraid to do. So it's just it's just really like I just think the brand guide really needs to be revisited you know, because but, it's
0: just it's just well, dumb. It, sh- to have, it shouldn't but, apply to athletics. Uh, it shouldn't like it, also- it's it's fine to apply to like all the print media that Letterhead. is around athletics, but <laughs> yes. it shouldn't apply and- to what goes on the jersey. It just shouldn't. Yes,
2: I agree. And and the thing that all that gets me the most about this rebrand is not so much the logos they came in with. It's that all of the best logos they came out with in this redesign are tertiary, so you hardly ever see them. That's yeah. so like so like. The up with with the star on Houghton tertiary script Huskies tertiary oval dog by itself tertiary. It's just I I don't understand. You know? Yeah. I
0: don't you should get bring it either. Bring back the
2: vertical MTU. Yeah.
0: Well, I I would have been happy like the um. If you did oval dog front and center, Huskies on one shoulder, uh, the up on the other, and and number is that 12 like the mtu on the neck
2: that's 13 MTU. but yes i i agree with that 100 percent. and that's just
1: i just don't i I don't and that's that's what i think is missing fair is the stacked mtu and it should be in there anyway
2: well bring that back anyway and this is what i was talking about earlier in the chat because northern michigan released a rebrand at a very similar time that i liked way better because i felt like as as a piano dog fan what they did with their logo was they took what was working for for them cleaned it up modernized it and put it into a new space and then they made their their logos into such a way that like makes sense to apply to athletic uniforms and things whereas I just do don't you, feel that way about like text rebrand
0: I agree with the part about not fitting with athletics especially hockey cuz I think half the problem is I think the rebrand works fine for all the other sports because the other sports don't have the Husky script tradition that hockey does. You and know you that's what I
3: mean? What, that's yes. what bugs me the most about all of this is we've got a hundred years of tradition. Yeah. Why are we, why are we throwing new logos? Why are we doing anything new? Any other team out there in any other sport that's got a hundred years of tradition is sticking with their guns because they know it works. You don't yeah. see the New York Yankees going out there and going away from the. the
0: yeah, but their... we
2: Well, the New York you... Rangers, Lady Liberty, though. But that's then why do, you, then why do you Love Piano Dog,
0: Dustin, because Piano Dog does not have a hundred years of history. I know it. I know it doesn't. But, I, but did it's we ever have a winning dog. season under the Piano Dog? I don't think so.
3: Yes, I think so. Did we? Didn't the 2006 or something like that okay the what one year the, with the
0: jamie i think we were yeah. 500 not above but <laughs> well close <laughs> enough <laughs> that's true.
3: But, but you know but that's what bugs me the most like we, we're we're rebranding everything everything's looking new but what other team with 100 years of history is going out there and changing everything okay exactly. forget about the yankees when, when are you ever going to see the montreal Canadiens skate with anything other than their traditional logo on their jersey
2: they made it blue for reverse retro, but yes, that's... but you're talking about
3: one, exactly, one-offs. Yes. I'm not. I'm not complaining about one-offs. I'm talking about regular jerseys, right? Do whatever you want. For yeah, some no, I,
0: I completely agree that Michigan Tech should not. Like the problem is, the the like the UP thing is the one of the best things they created out of this, and the Husky script should not be stuck tertiary. It just shouldn't. It's a crime. Yeah,
2: it almost feels like they're trying to phase it out. And but, that but should no. never.
0: Happen. But notice the difference between the primary and secondary and the tertiary. None of the tertiary says Michigan Tech. Everything exactly. else says and Michigan just- Tech, and they are so damn afraid of somebody looking at their logo and not knowing who they are. Instead of just being like, "Go figure it out," because we're a big fucking deal. Like, act like you fucking belong.
1: How many years worth of explaining? No, we're not Michigan. Has come up anyways. Yeah. Sticking Michigan Tech on there, I think, is what they were trying to drive with that by like getting the getting away from the Are oh, you guys are Michigan? You're Michigan. If we're gonna not, be it's, yellow with Michigan go anywhere away. in
2: your name, it's gonna be a confusion it's, it's factor. No matter. What. Away. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It's not Exactly. It's not going away. Going to be there. That's yeah. why. It,
0: that's why it should be Huskies. Because they're if they're not the Michigan Huskies, like focus on the Husky part of it the rest just, will follow
2: like and like i said earlier if this thousand this rebrand which was undoubtedly thousands upon thousands of dollars if it was worth a damn then those logos should be iconic enough to stand on their own without having to tell people what it is and have to drag them all the way to that conclusion but of I don't, what but it stands for but
0: yeah the problem is is this is where they were the the people who did this were directed to go because Michigan Tech has always had a complex about it because I know that's why Jamie Russell had to put Michigan Tech on the, on his jerseys was because of the complex that it has to say Michigan Tech. The and stupid jerseys. got that, away with it with the Michigan the Tech on the, bottom of the
3: back. Yeah, whether it's the script Huskies with the Michigan Tech on the the thing underneath the
0: like the, that the black the black the the first yep. blacks where it's like the gray uh, Michigan Tech around.
2: Oh yeah,
3: those are two. arched
0: oh. over the Husky script. Have you seen that one, Matt?
2: Yep,
3: I have.
0: Yeah, that was a John. Was
2: that was one that John Scott wore. I'm pretty yep.
0: sure. Yep. That's that's right. And it's 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 not fun, but I think we talked about it enough this week. We gotta get to uh carnival.
3: We've also got <laughs>
0: fantasy guys. Fantasy um, fantasy I don't know yeah, if we so, need fantasy, but... it's going to Patreon then. Anyway, in conclusion, oh, text... i doing I've I've done it twice now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next branding standards are stupid. They need to be revisited.
0: Let's move on. Yeah, that can all probably be Patreon, but anyway, so what do we think is going to happen in the next three games,
1: Rob? You think I'm you said you Repeat it. I, I did. Yeah, I think we went. We beat Northern. I don't with their goalie situation and what's going on there. I think it's a win against Northern. I think. I, I think we are very lucky that we are playing you know, Bowling Green over Carney. I think that's a a big positive there. So I think it maybe leans us a a little bit more toward uh, the sweep there. But I still. I, I I think a split's coming against Bowling Green.
2: Okay. I, lean, I use Rob's same logic to say the next three games are a win just because Bowling Green's a team that scares me. I think they're – I haven't been able to watch many of their games, but just from what I hear, they just seem like a team that's better than their record would indicate. They push some pretty good teams to the brink. I'm thinking about like those Ohio State games. So the fact that they're kind of a pairwise bomb and a conference rankings bomb right now kind of scares me. But I do think the winter carnival effect is going to work in tech's favor this time. I think that's a sweep, even if it is a little bit more narrow than I would like, given their uh their national ranking and their conference ranking. But I think I honestly think Northern is just gonna be a gloss over kind of game. We should just use it to tune up.
3: Yeah, the problem with Northern is though, at any given time. It seems like they're capable of putting up goals, right? So they might be able to cover for that. Right. And, if, if, and if you know we're slow on our feet, it, it, you know, I, I,
2: Northern could score,
0: especially on the Olympic sheet, right?
1: Yep, the big ice usually
2: helps them. I feel how like, I... The, yeah, I feel like in recent years the Olympic ice has worked more towards the Huskies, which is I know. Odd. But I, I think, I think, I
0: think, the, I think the issue with the Olympic ice is the is the tired legs, but Northern also has them, so I don't know how that plays out in the end. Right. What do you think, Dustin?
3: I I'm really hoping that last weekend was the aberration, right? I think we all are. <laughs> yes. I think I, I think it was. I I think I think there's something about St. Thomas, maybe just the way that you know the style that they're playing or something that is just not jiving. it's just not working. And that kind of goes back to what you said, Tim. I don't really want to play them in the first round of the playoffs. There's something. It, well, it's not it, a good, you know, for some go, reason, it's not a good matchup. I, I don't know why.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's but exactly I, how I felt.
3: But I think, um, you know, going off that, I, I am going to say I, I think they win the next three.
0: Okay.
3: And maybe, maybe you know, one in overtime, you know, two regulation wins, one over, overtime win. I know I'm going out on the limb saying that we're actually going to win a game in overtime, but. I feel like at some point the most controversial
0: thing you've said. <laughs> you know, I feel like
3: I feel like at some point it's got to
0: happen. Well, against somebody other than St. Thomas, right? Yeah, i I think I'm on board with Dustin and Matt. I think I think it's a Husky sweep of all three. Um, I guess Dustin in some... did not call
2: the sweep of all three, or not? Or uh, Rob did not call the sweep of all three.
0: I said, "Oh, I said, okay. I said you and Dustin."
2: Okay, yeah, I got confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah. the one just on make it for take
0: another 30 seconds on the podcast. That's what we need. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, I wonder how much our listeners enjoy me complaining about how long the podcast is every week because it seems like every week there's a couple segments from like let's wrap it up and then we go 20 more minutes. Um, but I think I do think it's a sweep. I have a feeling that Carnival is too close games. And I actually kind of think tomorrow's going to be pretty close, probably closer than we want it to be. But I think we pull out, maybe it ends up being a two goal win with an empty netter, but I think they're going to be close games. And, and I know Dustin said like the, you know, hopefully last weekend is the, the exception to, to what's been going on because we played so well, the second half so far, other than Friday at St. Thomas and, you're talking about how hard it is to place on St. Thomas watching in person. The thing that I noticed the most that seemed to be frustrated, like the thing that frustrated me the most was how often tech was trying to make a pass and barely hit a St. Thomas skate. And it was just like this constant bad luck of somebody just being in the right spot to like deflect the pass just enough when they're trying to make a pass somewhere that should be there and it just missed cause the, cause the St. Thomas player just happened to get a skate blade in the way. And that happens so many times on setups where like that last pass just was not there. And for whatever reason, that's the way they've been with St. Thomas, even though the expected goals said they should have won both games by a couple goals.
1: Well, unrelated LinkedIn says, I need to congratulate you, Tim, on your work anniversary. Oh, God. So there's that. Oh, speaking <laughs> anniversaries!
0: Happy anniversary to Mitch's Misfits. Yeah, um, eighteen. 18 They're legal now. Maybe Three maybe more years now. Three more years. We gotta. We can take. Uh, we can take Mitch's Misfits to uh, Spread Eagle now, if we want.
1: <laughs> can we? Can we get in a big? I don't know if yet? the Golden Nugget is still open. <laughs> I don't know. I don't.
0: Haven't driven through there in a long time. I, but
1: I, I think it's closed. I've, <laughs> I've never actually been, but I've driven by it many times. <laughs> going yeah. down your mountain i that never, my sister lives there, we actually have to drive through that area. So I've never been there. We we always used to skip it going back home, going around through through the backcountry roads. But now now that Sarah's in our mountain, we stopped there instead.
0: Um. Yeah. So, Mrs. Misfits, 18 years ago at Carnival, is when we got our first ever short shirts distributed and became like a semi-official group and then the following year is when it actually became like a student organization um yeah i know my my facebook post got a lot uh a lot of action talking about all that stuff and you know Bethlen and i uh dustin how big of a tech hockey fan do you think you would be without that game that was your first game right
3: yeah that was my first game
0: you think you would have cared that much if something weird like that hadn't happened the first game? I, I mean, you had season tickets, didn't you?
3: I have season tickets, so I would—I was going to go out regardless. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think I probably would have would have gotten there. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that that excitement, you know, and you know, somewhat kind of hope carried me on for a little bit until I realized <laughs> that we were complete dog shit.
0: yeah that was i mean i know i wouldn't be here without that game that was literally like my fourth or at most fifth game in my and it was my sixth year of college when it happened so yeah
3: i couldn't say that i shouldn't say dog shit i should say we were overmatched
0: (laughs) yeah one minute remaining in the podcast. All right. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. And somebody come join AJ Donati at the silver level or somebody beat him. Go, go, go cream. Check it out. It's got the, I set it up now with the nice, uh, pretty husky bear logo or whatever the hell you want to call that thing. Um, let's see. You can submit your questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. We did get a couple today. I'm sorry we didn't get to them because even though you were Patreon questions, because they were meant for Drew and Drew didn't come. So it didn't seem like there was any point in us uh, talking about deep dives into Bowling Green when none of us have that knowledge. So we'll uh, have to save that for some other time. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I should probably take Spotify out of there, shouldn't I, huh? If you uh, can't find the podcast (laughs) on your site of choice, please let us know. We'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach to tell your friends. We're going to try something new this year. We haven't done it enough, so that's why I still call it new. Uh, If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read the review. Uh, you leave no matter what it has to say, so let's get some ratings and see what you have to say. I've read two of them. Two of them, yeah. Not enough once again thanks to your, our sponsor Fibke dental in rhinelander wisconsin and as always special thanks to mitch lake for recording our new introduction and our patron saint doc McReson for his generous donation to get this thing running uh thanks again to the other guys that helped us uh support instat and uh, we will have a new sponsor i think next week i need to take some time to craft a message for them also thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode if you like what you hear check them out at the thank been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha and i forgot to mention that we are in the top 250 of all hockey podcasts this week and the third highest ranked college hockey podcast as far as i could tell according to Chartable, which i think is kind of cool Nice. Even though next week we'll probably be back out of the rankings. I don't really understand how they figure it out because they don't share their numbers without, I don't even know if they share if you pay.